Romans chapter 4, and we're talking about God's pathway to blessing and victory. Now, we go through a lot in life. There's a lot of loss. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. There's things that, that we don't understand all the time. But that is a part of the life that we live, but it's how we respond and how we overcome and how uh, we um, walk this journey for God and shine as lights. That's what is important. And so Romans chapter 4 gives us insight into what I'm calling the blessedness of God's forgiveness and, uh, and how he helps us uh, uh, enjoy his presence more. So many and so often we get bogged down by the burdens of life and we don't enjoy him and his presence and his love and his forgiveness and his grace and relationship with him. So let's look at this, chapter 4, verse 5. But to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, works is what... Uh, religious activity or some sort of religious um, form or devotion that isn't faith. He says, but to him who does, not, who, who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness, just as David also describes the blessedness. Everybody say blessedness. And by the way, uh, my notes are on the back table back there. You can get a three-ring binder and join with us there, or you can um, enjoy the, the projector and the slides. Also, uh, David also describes the blessedness of the man whom God imputes or imparts or reckons righteousness apart from the works of the law. And this is what David says. Uh, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven. Somebody say amen. Whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. I want that to be me. I want that to be you. Does this, Paul writes, blessedness then come upon the circumcision only or Jewish people only? or upon the uncircumcision, that is, uh, the uh, Gentiles? And the question is, yes, it does come upon us if we believe. For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. righteousness. How then was it accounted? While he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not while, not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised, because he believed God. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while still, in uncir uh, still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they were uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also, and the father of circumcision to those who, who not only are the circumcision, but who also walk in the steps of the faith which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. I know there's a lot in that, but let's pray. Father, thank you that your word is truth. It is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Thank you that you're helping us understand 
biblical concepts, biblical principles, and especially this one, the blessedness of God's forgiveness. We give you thanks in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. So the word blessedness, and this is our study today, blessedness of God's forgiveness. The word blessedness, you don't hear that said. It's almost like old world word. It's an old world word. But it's a very powerful word because this is what it means. And this is the only place in the New Testament where that those that word is given. Now, we talk about being blessed and blessed. Jesus gave us the parable, uh, not the parable, but the Sermon on the Mount. But the word blessedness means a supernatural and sacred happiness and peace that can only come from God himself. A supernatural and sacred happiness that he imputes, that he imparts, that he gives it It cannot be attained any other way. And this blessedness, this happiness, this peace from God cannot be duplicated. Even though the world tries, religion tries, it cannot be fabricated by natural means. I couldn't attain it. I couldn't experience it without God's touch in my life. This blessedness of sins forgiven the cleansing of our sin, the washing of our sins away, Paul talks about, and right standing with the Father through faith in Jesus Christ, the Son, is what creates this, this state of bliss almost. It, it's, we look at it and we call it being born again. And I, I'm not saying that we don't have problems, but when I got saved, there was a genuine uh, overflow of joy and peace that came flooding into my life. I mean, flooding into my life. I guess because everything was so dark on the inside that when God actually pushed the darkness out, when the sin was cleansed and the light of God came in, it it was transformative. Now, Satan is a counterfeiter. How many know he's a counterfeiter? So he tries to duplicate this blessedness of God. And he mimics this blessedness and tries to imitate it through deceptive temptations and traps of enticement. But he cannot duplicate it. People get into those traps, into that enticement, into those those pleasures of sin, and they find that it's empty still. It's still empty, and they are still empty on the inside. Even though, you know, sin, they say, the Bible says that sin has pleasure for a season, but it only lasts so long. I've lived for God for 40 years now, and I'm telling you, this, this really works. Hallelujah. I mean, it's for real. Hallelujah. I mean, Tim, you are your pastor's son. You know, you've you've lived for the Lord all these all. How many have lived for the Lord for ten years or more? Ten years or more. Oh wow! All right. So those of you who are are still young in the Lord, I'm. This is the best life. It is the best life. I know there's disappointments, but that's that's a part of life. It's how we respond and how we how we journey through that by faith. 
that I believe uh, brings the blessing. And God causes the blessing to come upon us and overtake us, the blessedness. Many are lured by Satan into traps of sinful pleasure, as we know, uh, because we once walked that way, into pursuits of the flesh, seeking happiness, this blessedness, this happiness, and this peace. But they remain unfulfilled. Why? Because it cannot be imitated. This only comes from God, this blessedness. Everybody say blessedness. I love that word. Hallelujah. Other pursuits of, of blessedness just don't work, uh, or happiness, or peace, through uh, money, or education even, even though those things have their place. But drug abuse, alcohol abuse, all of it, it cannot, it cannot satisfy. It's only- Suddenly he heard the voice of God say, as he was crying out, the just shall live by faith. Not by works, not by your own spiritual devotion, not by the things that you esteem, but by faith. The just shall live by faith. And it struck him. And at this moment, he had an epiphany. And he cried out. And he cried out to the Lord to ask for forgiveness. And upon obedience to this heavenly voice, he saw the error of his way and, and began to uh, turn his life around. And finally, just uh, he, he left the city that he was at and went and nailed the 95 Thesis to the uh, church door at Wittenberg and kindled the fire of this glorious reformation that we're still really a part of today. So the blessedness of sins forgiven, being born again, can only come through faith. The just shall live by faith. Listen to some of these quotes that he has. It's very interesting to me. Uh, Martin Luther, he says, Though I lived as a monk without reproach, I felt that I was a sinner before God with an extremely disturbed conscience. And this is a sensitive man, obviously. He said, I could not believe that anything that I thought or did or prayed satisfied God. He wrote again, this is what he said. He said, I had hoped I might find peace of conscience with fasts, with prayer, and the vigils with which I miserably affected my body. But the more I sweated it out like this, the less peace and tranquility I knew. You would think the opposite would happen. And so God allows people to find the emptiness of religious order in order to call upon him by faith. Here's another quote of Martin Luther's. He says, Thereupon my salvation, I felt myself to be reborn and to have gone through open doors into paradise. That's what I'm talking about. This is the blessedness. This is the joy of it. If you've never experienced that, you get to. Somebody say amen. You get to experience. He said, I felt like I went through the open door into paradise. Now the whole of Scripture took on a new meaning. And whereas before the justice of God had failed me with hate or filled me with hate. Now, because 
it was in him. It wasn't God's hate. It was his hate for himself. Now it became to me inexpressibly sweet in greater love. Somebody say amen. That's the born again experience. That is what you and I have an opportunity and the joy of experiencing. Martin Luther's wretchedness had turned to blessedness. Somebody say amen. By God's grace and by his faith in Jesus Christ. Luther's deep spiritual misery, and that's what it is really without God, had turned to glorious majesty and joy. Hallelujah. And I know that feeling. Hallelujah. It happened over 500 years ago to this man, and it's still happening today. Praise God. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His blood is still efficacious. His blood is still powerful to cleanse us from sin, and his power is able to fill us and to overflow our lives. Luther's spiritual agony, agony, had turned to ecstasy. And upon his salvation, Luther then devoted himself to the service of others and helping them see that the just shall live by faith and through faith in Jesus Christ that people's lives can be transformed. That's a worthy cause, right? Luther taught that salvation and consequently eternal life are not earned by good deeds, which he thought that's how it was earned, but are received only as the free gift of God's grace through the believer's faith in Jesus Christ as redeemer of sin. His theology challenged the authority and office of the Pope because, you know, there were so many bad teachings back then. He says, by t- he said that he this grace of God and this theology of salvation by faith, even though it was still in the Bible, that the church at that time uh, would not let did not teach people Latin. They couldn't read the Bible for themselves. We have the Bible right in our hands. We have every version of the Bible we could speak of. Those people back then did not have the Bible. That was before the Gutenberg uh, printing press, and I think Martin Luther was all a part of that, and that was printing Bibles that people could actually read instead of it being in Latin. It was in their own tongue. But it, it, it says, it talks about him that he challenged the authority of the office of the Pope by teaching that the Bible is the only source of divinely inspired knowledge and considered all baptized Christians to be a holy priesthood. Somebody say amen to that. I love this. See, this is, this is the blessedness of the forgiveness of God. This is what I stand in. This is what you stand in. Paul's story, the Apostle Paul's story, is very similar to Martin Luther's. The Apostle Paul had this, this similar feudal uh, hopelessness in his uh, pharisaical office. He was a Pharisee. He, he was a religious Pharisee. He observed the covenants. He, he observed the feasts of, Jew, uh, of the Jews. But it brought no peace. It brought no blessedness. He understood the emptiness of this false hope that self-righteousness somehow can attain this uh, salvation, this works-based religion. It never works. And what I'm saying is this, simply this, that quit beating yourself up 
about everything that you do wrong. And yes, you want to do right. Yes, you want to please God. But remember, God is already pleased with you through his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the moment you realize that the Father loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to allow you to stay the way you are, especially if we're walking in sin and all kinds of error. But he always gives us the power. He gives us the power to rise above. Philippians, Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3, verse verse 4, He says, I also might have confidence in the flesh if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh. Listen to this. He he had some pedigree here. He says, I more so. Circumcised the eighth day. I was a Jew. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. He had it down. A Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law, Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. I mean, he had it down. But what things now, after his conversion, remember, after his conversion, he says, what things were gained to me then, I thought, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count it, count them as rubbish that I may be found in Christ and have not having my own righteousness that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law that God does not recognize. That's not what he says, but that's what he means. But that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. See, Paul went from his own filthy self-righteousness, considering that God somehow was pleased with that, to the blessed righteousness that he could only attain in Christ. And he encountered Christ on the road to Damascus. Remember that? I mean, Paul's just going along. He, he's, he's persecuting. He's zealous. He wants to stop this new uh, movement of Christians. So he's going to find some more. But Jesus meets him and Jesus speaks to him. What does he say? Paul, why are, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And, of course, Paul had his conversion. He never did that again. He became the greatest apostle that the world has ever known. And so Paul went from self-woefulness to spiritual godliness, this supernatural happiness and blessedness, this peace of God that can only come through Christ. All of us, before we were saved, we were as it were, incarcerated, imprisoned, if you will. My whole life was like a box. It felt, I felt trapped. When God started working on me, it was an amazing process. He started separating me from those who were toxic for me. He started separating those from me that were not good for me. I began to feel uneasy around people, even before I was saved. I mean, when they would do certain things... It just didn't feel right. There was something wrong, and I had to find it. Then my cousin, 
my cousin Darren was killed. And that really woke me up. That, uh, that was a real struggle for me. I saw the frailty of life and how quickly life can be taken away. I mean, he was my age, just a little bit older. And this prison, this incarceration of, my, of myself in my own box of sin, it was, it was a prison. And, and so the, it just got worse. It grew darker and darker. I couldn't break free. I didn't know what. I thought, well, maybe if I go to church, I started going to church and heard the message of grace that Jesus offered me forgiveness of sins. I sat in the pew, not chairs. These are much more comfortable than pews, right? But I sat there with my hands on the on the pew in front of me at the altar call as an 18-year-old boy. And finally, one Sunday morning, burst forth in tears and come uh, came forward and gave my life to Christ. I'm tell- I didn't understand what I did. I had no idea. I asked the Lord to forgive me. I remember weeping. My future father-in-law was at the altar. Other people were praying for me. I'm just breaking down, weeping and crying. Uh, and and I felt the burden of sin roll off of my life. Hallelujah. And so we're, we're incarcerated. Only Christ and his anointing can break us free from the woefulness of sin and our sin nature and help us or empower us to be born again, born from above, the blessedness of sins forgiven. So all we knew was restriction and confinement and chains and oppression, darkness and hopelessness, and now we are free. Are you free tonight? Are you free tonight? Do you have that blessedness? Check your spirit. Listen, this is not based upon how people treat you. This is how the Father sees you. This is how you relate to him. This is not if things are going right or wrong in your life. This is how you're relating to your Father. This is how he is relating to you. You are forgiven. You are chosen. You are his child now. He is walking with you. He has taken away your sin. He has taken away the darkness. He has taken away the problems in this uh, of, of your life. I mean, generally speaking, you know, problems of sin and uh, eternal damnation are big ones. He's taken those things away, and now he has given to you hope even in this life. Romans chapter 6, verse 21 says, I find then a law, Paul says, a law that evil is present with me, that um, the one who wills to do good, that evil is present. I want to do good, but I don't. For I delight in the law of God, according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. There's, there's a battle on the inside. If there's still a battle, you need to yield your heart to Christ. There should not be a battle going on any longer in your heart and in your mind. No longer. No longer. You receive Christ. It was bringing him, he says, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my body. And he says this, oh, wretched man that I am. And he offers this question, who will deliver me from this body of death? And then he answers, I thank God. Everybody say, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the deliverer. You know, the older I get, the, the, you know, the more aches and, aches and pains I have, 
I tell you, I'm looking forward to heaven. I'm actually looking, I am looking forward to being with Jesus. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy, but it, 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 you know, this, this body of death keeps creeping up on you, right? It keeps creeping up. But the fact is my inward man is being renewed. Hallelujah. There's joy even in, you know, I was talking uh, uh, in staff meeting, Scott Chaka, our children's pastor, turned 50 today. So if you see him, say happy birthday to him. He wasn't too happy about it. But I, I, I gave him this information. I said, have you heard about the happiness quotient? The happiness quotient. It, it tells us, and this is, this is statistical facts, that people grow happier with time. I'm, I'm talking about all things considered, your health, and, and you're more happier than you were in your 50s, I was telling Scott before the staff. He couldn't rebuttal at all because I'm trying to encourage him. What could he say? Uh, you're you're going to be more happy in your 50s than you were in your 40s. And you're going to be more, you're more, if you're in your 30s, you're going to be more happy in your 40s than you were in your 30s. You're going to be more happy in your 30s than you were in your 20s. And certainly as a teenager, I mean, high school, all of that drama, you were definitely more happier after uh, in your 20s, right? But, and it gets even better. You can become even happier. You, there are, you can become more productive in 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s than you were in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. Everybody say, it sounds good, Pastor Randy. Hallelujah. I'm going to believe it. Amen. Just come back to me. And if I'm 100 years old, you say it worked or it didn't, but I'll be smiling anyway. Why? Because we are blessed. I am living in the blessed relationship that I have with my Heavenly Father constantly, all the time. And it's so good. Nevertheless, only through Christ, all of the burdens, all the problems in life, only through asking and receiving forgiveness um, from God can we ever hope to attain this blessedness, this blessedness in this life. It really is the best life. It's the best state. It's the best condition of the soul. It, it produces so many good things, hopes and dreams come true, answers to prayer. Why? Because you're just loving your Heavenly Father. You're not demanding anything from Him. You're just thanking Him that His, His will is unfolding. Did you know the Bible says that the path of the righteous grows brighter? No, I'm not talking about my righteousness. His. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. And that, I believe that. Even, you know, I think of my dad. He's 90 years old. He's had a lot of loss, but he's still smiling, still rooting on his Kentucky Wildcats, even though they lost last night. It was just unbelievable in triple overtime. That was really tough on him, I know. But, but we're, still, we're still smiling. We're still, you know, even though my Bengals lose. Oh, my Bengals. Come on. We got our, I, I, it's Bengals Steelers week. I've been wearing Bengals gear all week. But yeah, I won't wear it in the pulpit, but I do wear it to work. Hallelujah. There's an old hymn I love. Where's Dave at? Do you know this old hymn or Tara? Blessed Assurance by Fanny Crosby. Blessed Assurance. Do you know that? Somebody come up here and give me some keys on that. Give me some, give me some, give me some keys on that. It, it, it reads, Blessed Assurance 
Jesus' mind. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. <laughs> Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior am happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness lost in his love. Let's sing it. Blessed assured. Come on, stand with me. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God. Born of his spirit. Born of his spirit. Lost in his blood. This is my story. This is my story. This is my song. Come on, lift your voice. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Oh, yeah. Praising my Savior. Oh, we're going on, we're going on. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture, visions of rapture now burst on my side. Hallelujah. Angels descend. They bring from above, bring from above. Echoes of mercy, echoes of mercy, whispers. This is my story. This is my story. Yes, it is. This is my song. Come on, Dave, join in. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission at rest. Perfect submission. All is at rest. Listen to this part. I and my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting. Looking above. Filled with His goodness. Come on. Lost in His love. Lost in His
my Savior all the day long. Oh, give him praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Dave. Let me finish this. Just stay right there. You can be seated. This is the good news. This is the blessedness. This song by Fanny Crosby. Fanny Crosby had a terrible tragedy happen to her when she was just a little girl. She had a fever and, and some doctor, because they didn't know too much about medicine, you know, or she had like an eye infection or something. They, he put something on her eyes that caused her to go blind. As a little girl, she was blind her whole life. But even God turned that around in her life, turned it all around. She didn't know that she could learn. Her grandmother was so, or her mother, I can't remember. Her, her mother was just always trying to educate her. She was hungry to learn. And, and she went to a, a college where, a college of the blind, where she met her future husband. And she be, obviously became a great songwriter and poet and became a teacher at that university. Come on, God is turning your tragedy into triumph. If we will keep our heart on him, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, always worshiping, no matter what, tears come, tragedy happens, but don't give up. Peace with God, sacred happiness, blessedness from God of God, with God. Romans 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into the grace, into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You know what grace means? It's unmerited favor. I don't earn this. The Father welcomes me. Did you know the moment your eyes and your heart, your mind turned to the Father? He's already there looking, watching, listening. You don't have to go chasing God down. You don't have to crawl along steps trying to appease God and bare knee. You don't have to hold on to misery. You don't have to hold on to guilt and shame of the past. Step into the grace of God. You were once shackled. I was once shackled by the weight of sin. Hebrews 12 says this, verse 1, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded with such a great cloud of... Did you know that you are surrounded by the by the cloud of witnesses who have gone on to be with the Lord. I don't know what that even means. Some, some people think that it's almost like heaven's grandstands. They, they, they can't experience pain up there, so they, they, they don't know about our pain down here. But, but somehow they're watching. You know, Cat Kerr has teachings on that. Some of them are kind of way out there. But this does indicate some of that, that that there's a great cloud of witnesses they're beholding God is beholding and because of the great cloud of witnesses my mom has gone on to be with the Lord my mamma, my papa, my grandparent many loved ones have gone on to be with the Lord and so let us 
lay aside. Let's cast aside. Let's cast off the weight of sin and burden and the sin nature and all of the stuff that weighs us down. And let's worship God. Lay it aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like running. Hallelujah. Some of you, uh, we've had ladies and men get up and run around the church. Hallelujah. Well, let's see that again. Let us run with endurance. But he's talking about your journey here. The race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus. That's all you have to do is just look to him. You just look to him and he fills you with joy. You just look to him and he fills you with peace. Don't be mully grubbing. Don't be bad mouth. Don't let, you, don't let the devil make you accuse God of anything. The devil is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Every good and perfect gift in your life comes from your heavenly Father. And he's so willing to give it. He wants to give more. And all it takes is us looking, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the king's palace and all that. No, he endured the cross despising the shame and now there's glory for him he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God bring those lights down let's all stand listen the blessedness the blessedness of God's forgiveness it breaks every chain it 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 takes off every burden you don't have to live with burden any longer. You don't have to live with guilt. You don't have to live with shame. That's all tools of the devil. Would you bow your head with me right now? You are declared righteous by God. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you have been declared righteous. You didn't do anything. You just put your faith in Jesus. His son did it all. Hallelujah. And now he will put his spirit in you. You've received his divine nature, his Holy Spirit on the inside to make you alive. You are now able to access supernatural and sacred happiness, blessedness and peace that only comes from him. The devil can't mimic it. You will never find it in the world, but you will find it trust Jesus have you given your life to Christ are you devoted to him trust him today say this with me Lord Jesus everybody say it Lord Jesus forgive me of my sins come into my heart I believe in you you are my savior and so cleanse me Make me your child. Give me this blessedness of sins forgiven, of sacred happiness and peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 It still works. It still works. So make this declaration with me as well. Come on, lift your voice, eyes open. Say to the Heavenly Father, thank you, Heavenly Father, that I live in your blessed peace and forgiveness. Thank you that I am not bound by my old nature, but I am free 
from my old nature. Thank you that I am accepted by you, approved by you, and loved by you. Thank you that I am clothed in your righteousness and I am blessed forever. Thank you that I have access by grace into the supernatural and sacred happiness that comes only from you. I give you praise, honor, and glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Come on, give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's sing that one more time. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is Salvation. 